Welcome. You're listening to the first episode of the podcast, Riverside Voice. I'm your host, Lauren Campbell, and I'm your co-host, Annie Zatkowski. And this podcast is just going to discuss all of the awesome things about Spokane. Mm-hmm. All right, so the first three items we thought about digging into this week are Pig Out in the Park, Wisconsin Burger, and the campaign Give Real Change. So Pig Out in the Park is a very popular event. This is its 35th year, and uh, so every year some food booths take over uh, park downtown. Riverfront Park. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year they're doing a cool new thing where between the hours of 3 and 5 in the afternoon and 9 and 10 in the morning, you, every booth will have a $3 bite available. So you can go and uh, ask what the bite is for the, from that booth and get just a little $3 taste of whatever they're offering. I did not know that. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Dollar bite. Oh, that's yeah. so good. Pretty cool. Yeah. Because, Let's yeah. you try a lot of different things. Yeah, I, absolutely. And in years past, because I first went four years ago, and I thought, well, it's kind of pricey. You know, everything is under $10 or is supposed to be, but that can be a lot to shell out, like with yeah. all the different booths available. What did you think of the selections? Did you see different? I thought it was great, mm-hmm. great wide selection. I got a little taste from the Taste of India booth. Mm-hmm. It was really good. And um, a nice uh, chocolate-covered banana. Mm-hmm. It was excellent. And there were tons of options, all sorts of different ethnic options and dessert options and just fair food. So really everything you could want. Yeah. The So a couple of my coworkers who are up from L.A., they're working on a TV series. Mm-hmm. They've gone to pick out in the park every night now. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them has this really cool husky and... He said it's just a magnet for people down there. They just all swarm and ask if they can pet this dog. And, and yeah, and they, they told me they went. And my, my first thought was, oh, no, just shaking my head. Because Pig Out, definitely making improvements as, as the years go by. But I don't know. It's just it, it can be a, a, almost an embarrassing portrait of Spokane just with all the gluttony and the yeah but every city has one of those that's true and it's like a fair yeah so yeah and great music I mean they've been setting up all week I thought it was Labor Day weekend but it's already underway so great music um do you have is it all local bands do you know most uh, two bands I know (laughs) are, are local but I don't know if it's strictly local yeah. Okay. So Very cool. We'll have to check out the three three buck bites. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. Good. 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 Um, so for our next topic, we're going to talk about a new restaurant that opened recently. It's called Wisconsin Burger, mm-hmm. and uh, we particularly wanted to check out this restaurant because I recently moved back to Spokane after living in Minnesota, which is close to Wisconsin. So close. Yeah, and I grew up in Wisconsin, and we thought, okay, let's be Midwestern again and see what this place is like. And it's it's tucked in a neighborhood, so that it's kind of got that neighborhood cozy vibe. And um, we went at night, and there's both indoor and outdoor seating, of course. So that was because nice. Spokane is all about the patios right now. And yeah, so uh, we went in and skimmed the burger and. It, like, by all accounts, you know, I would say it was good. Um, I really enjoyed the burger. Yeah, yeah, Lauren had the 
Bloit Blue. Yes. Burger. With bacon and blue cheese. It was excellent. Most of the burgers are named after places in Wisconsin. Yes. So that was clever. There was one called Sheboygan, one, um, I can't remember the other ones. They all had Wisconsin names. Yeah, Wisconsin names. And I had, um, I'm a vegetarian, and so I looked at the veggie options, and they had this veggie patty and a turkey sandwich called the tractor pool. And that's what I had, the tractor pool. They, the, so our waitress said, oh, what did she say? She was so polite. Um, and the, the burgers all come with um, homemade chips instead of fries. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were excellent. And they have a wide variety of condiments that you can choose from, lots of different kinds of mustards particularly. Um, and also the beer selection is huge. Uh, not a ton on tap, but they have a big cooler full of all sorts of different bottled beers. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really wide variety, which was neat to see. It was. It was a wide variety. I was. I thought there might be more like Midwestern, um, Midwestern beers, but Lauren brought up a good point about the licensing and having to legally sell these different beers state to state. That's yeah, every single state you have to run, um, get a different, get a license to sell your beer there. So for some of the breweries that are in the Midwest, they just wouldn't be licensed to sell out here. Mm-hmm. But I was hoping there were a couple of uh, Midwestern beers that I was hoping I'd be able to try again, and yeah. they were not available. Yeah, guess we just have to go back, perhaps. But yeah, I had the Lining Kugels Shandy and Lining's out of Chippewa Falls. Kind of popular out here, not as popular as PBR, <laughs> which yeah, a Milwaukee classic, Pabst Blue Ribbon. But no, we we stayed away from that. So uh, in making our food decisions, we cheese curds were also on the menu, and cheese curds are uh, are a specialty to Wisconsin. It's basically the process in making it is it's left it's the leftover cheese through the culture process, and when you get them fresh, they're squeaky, they're a little a little slick, um, but tasty. But Wisconsin Burger offered them fried, which I'm not surprised because perhaps they had to transport them or, or something. But um, but yeah, we we were satisfied after a few bites of those. Yeah, they're very they're very greasy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're definitely an appetizer to share with a group of people, not something you want to get just for yourself. Right, and as for a group of people, I would say Wisconsin Burger is a good place to go if you have a big group and they haven't been to a new place or something in a while. And the the area is very clean, like cedar wood, bright. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought, you know, it's it's Washingtonian. It's more Washingtonian Wisconsin than actual Wisconsin, <laughs> um, because it, uh, it just had some characteristics that are um, likened to Spokane's trends as far as restaurants go for instance there's a there's a garage door that opens up you see that at main market used to be at it is at beignets but that closed down um a while ago and and nudo nudo ramen house and a dif- a different sorts of restaurants in the area yeah lots of places using that mm-hmm. yeah 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 so and the sauces seemed like a, wait, the the fact that we could go over and get like specialty sauces that seemed very fancy to me. Yes, I, I, <laughs> again, Washingtonian, <laughs> Wisconsin 
Wisconsinites stick with their ketchup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stick with ketchup or, or brown ground stone mustard. <laughs> it would get really fancy. But, yeah, no, it, all in all, it was a good experience. Yeah, we would definitely recommend checking it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, we had a good time. Um, and so, finally, we come on transition into this... Um, this movement that's been going on that the city is running called Give Real Change. And it's, um, you've probably seen some posters around downtown, particularly that's, it's not really in other neighborhoods, just downtown. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that, um, giving panhandlers money does, um, does less to help them and more to just sort of feed addictions because they can spend that money on alcohol or drugs or other things that aren't going to help them move forward in their lives. Um, and that that money, instead of being given to panhandlers, should be given to the nonprofits in the area that um, that serve that population, like Union Gospel Mission and Salvation Army and Goodwill, um, and there are plenty of nonprofits around here that help the homeless. So this um, this campaign obviously has good intentions behind it. Yes, um, but there's been some controversy with if it's less of a helpful thing and more of a just go away um, yes. campaign. Mm -hmm. And the idea being if homeless people aren't getting any money, then they won't be here. And is that the city's goal? Um, especially given that there's been movements to get the, uh, the bus plaza out of downtown. Yes, yes. Um, there was a law that was recently, I'm, I'm not sure of the timing, but it used to be that you couldn't... Um, sit or sleep, um, sit or lie on right. the sidewalks between the hours of, I believe it was 10 and 7, mm -hmm. and then that was expanded to 9 to 9. Mm -hmm. I'm not totally sure on those hours, but that was definitely expanded, and it seems like these are all sort of a movement to get the homeless population out of downtown just couched in more positive language. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's a very bureaucratic campaign, and I say that because... The, the posters are good, mm -hmm. and yeah. you, you go on the city's website and downtown Spokane Partnership's website, and they have this extensive way to do other things besides giving money to the homeless. And, and it, it's, it's not just um, the homeless panhandlers in general. And one of the stats we came across is that this campaign costs 25 grand to do, yeah. and that opens up a huge controversy because it's like, well, why don't you write a check to the charities then and for that much money? And, you know, the YWCA would probably benefit from that rather than, you know, programming. Um, right. But, yeah, and we, we didn't get a chance to talk to a panhandler, um, but I'm going to talk to the marketing coordinator next week of downtown Spokane partnership and get her insight. She, she, we did exchange emails and I asked about the response of this campaign because it's only for the month of August. Yeah. It's almost over. Yeah. Almost over. It's today is the 30th of August. No. Yes. Yes. yes, yes today, is. <laughs> today is the 30th of August. And she said that she, they've gotten a wide range of response. Um, but basically what it comes back to is Spokane is a very compassionate city and some, you know, um, but yeah, we're going to talk more about that next week. Yeah. It's an interesting, um, it's an interesting campaign because we're definitely, I mean, obviously those nonprofits can definitely use the money and I would never discourage anyone from donating. Um, 
So it's just, uh, it's just interesting to wonder if that has to be at the expense of, you know, giving someone a dollar when you're driving down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the city, the city claims in some of its um, marketing materials that panhandlers can make $90 an hour or yes. that, um, you know, they just spend all of that money on alcohol and not on things that will, um, you know, help improve their lives. Like mm-hmm. I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so that's, I would be curious to know what, um, if that's a normal amount of money to be making, what a normal amount is, um, and what that is spent on. And I mean, I don't, I don't think it's wrong for someone living on the street to want to have a beer. Um, so I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Yes. And the, (laughs) beating the addictions, yes, is, is one angle usually. And the other angle is when you see signs that say, you know, war vet needs help or something. It's it, it might not be a it, war vet, right? Right. Yeah. It might not be true. And I'm also curious to see what other cities have done as far as you know handling panhandlers or helping them. Because when I volunteered at the House of Charity, and um, oh, it's that church, the ministry. Um, like faith ministry or something. It, oh, Shalom Ministry. Shalom. <laughs> so when I volunteered at Shalom Ministry and House of Charity, at both places, they would um, the people who are there, their clients, I think is what they're sometimes referred to, the people they're helping, they said that the reason why we came to Spokane, I mean, they could be from all the way across the country. Mm-hmm. It's not just regional. They came to Spokane because of the homeless services. Interesting. Yeah. They knew that Spokane was a place where you could get food, where you could sleep somewhere safe. And that's why some people stay here for a long time. They're not totally transient. And and that's just fascinating to me. But it's... It, we're aware too that these nonprofits, like I mentioned, House Charity, they're struggling. Yeah, and they were. It's expensive to provide those services. Yeah, yeah, it's entirely expensive, and I can't even imagine how you try and fundraise for it besides using grants and mm-hmm. and whatnot. But yep, yeah, no, it's it'll be interesting to see the shift that if if this will make it an impact or if it is just a month long solution. <laughs> yeah, I um because yeah. I've been out of Spokane for about 14 months. Yes. And so coming back, I it didn't seem like there were any more or less mm-hmm. um, you know, panhandling and stuff going on. It seemed to be pretty much the same as it was a yes. year ago. Yes. Um so, I don't know. I don't know how much that's something that that is going to change. Yeah, and it could be a discussion how do we reculture reculturalize downtown? Yes. That I know Luke Baumgarten, one of the leaders in the artistic movements in town, he's like, why don't we make spaces for people to plug their instruments in? Why don't we make spaces more walkable or turn bridges into farmer's markets and, and, and do all these things? I know friends of mine who are women feel intimidated walking downtown because I'll, I'll admit, like when I, when I ride my bike downtown, when I walk downtown, I usually see men walking around town and yeah. And that's more observational. There's not stats to, to back that up or anything, but yeah, it's, it's almost like it's, it's less of a, 
problem that you need to get homeless people out and you just need to get everyone else in. Yes. And yes. just have yes. everyone. Um, so it's not that the downtown is just completely overrun by panhandlers. It's just that there's some people panhandling and there's some people going to the mall and there's some people walking around to go to restaurants and bars and, um, you know, at the park and just make it a, um, you know, make downtown a pleasant destination to be. Yes. Instead of, you know, kind of grimy and yeah, questionable. Right, right. And only serving as a place that you work and go out to lunch and yeah. and that's it. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's definitely been making moves in that direction in the last few years. Just definitely. with lots of new restaurant openings and store openings and mm-hmm. these new patios that have been popping up. Yep. Make things feel a little bit more active. Right, right. So you're not brought inside away from the world. You're interacting with the world because... There's always going to be problems, of course. But yeah, as a community, we we can like celebrate the richness of the city, and that and, is the whole point of this podcast. Yes, <laughs> yes, and that is why we've decided to talk for a few minutes each week about you know what we love about this city and how it's changing and how we're really excited to be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. So we um. So yeah, we'll be talking about uh, interesting people, events, places, maybe doing some interviews with cool people, um, talking about news and uh, things that are going on in Spokane and our opinions on them. Um, And we would love any feedback. Our email is riversidevoicepodcast at gmail.com. And this is our first episode, so hopefully they improve from here. <laughs> yes, it is. We're getting the kinks out, but it's feeling natural. It's feeling yeah. good. So, yeah, for all those listeners out there. Yes. yes. Thank you so much for listening. Yes. And we will talk to you again next week. Bye. Ciao.